End of the Line, Episode 10, Stacy. Three kids from three different men, all by the age of 19. My future, predicted for me by Miss Eccles Brown. Stupid bitch. OK, granted. I rarely went to BE, and when I did go, I'd never have my kit. But still, I mean, what a thing to say to a 14-year-old kid at parents' evening. I'm a 26-year-old woman now, and still I dream about what it would have felt like to deck her one. There and then. Ugh. Miss Eccles Brown. Double-barrelled dickhead, right, sitting there smirking at what she just mustered up the bollocks to say to me. So, I stood up out of my orangey, rank, plastic chair, thanked her for her time and shoved all her books off of the table onto the school hall floor. Bam! The sound of her folders bashed about the room nearly as loudly as the uffs, puffs and tuts that followed me as I fucked off out of there. <laughs> I was talking with the playground for months after that, though. <laughs> it was great. Loved the attention so much. I continued to play up after that. For the record, right, there is nothing wrong with what she said. It's the way she said it that hurt me. She saw me, right, having kids as an insult. And it is no one's business but mine what I do with my womb or my life. Thank you very much. And to be honest, well, you've got to make do with what you've got, haven't you? School, more often than not, is shit because the teachers are overworked and underpaid, so they've got a chip on their shoulder. And if you've got problems at home or are not naturally gifted academically, then you've just got to get on with it. So when you're with someone, someone who likes you and you like them back and you end up with the option of a baby, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> it's exciting. I can only imagine it's nice to feel needed for once in your life. Plus, loads of my mates had kids young. Bex's kids are six and four now. It's lush seeing them, like, grow up and that. Mind you, it's better when there is a sitter so we can both get lashed up the pub together, but <laughs> look, kiddies are tough. They are, but they give you something to focus on. Plus, right, Bex got a little Harry into baby modelling and they've ended up making a right little wedge off of that. So who is laughing now, eh? Miss Eki B. And it is annoying, right? Because you never hear those types of stories anywhere, do you? Happy young mums with happy young kids. Bags of energy. Working two jobs and doing it alone. Working class warrior women bringing home the bacon. You only ever hear horror stories of octuplet pregnancies and raucous teenagers necking Glen's vodka and living off the state and in an estate. Other day, right, saw this kid, cute little thing, running up and down the supermarket 
And her mum couldn't have been older than 18 and she looked knackered, right? Just quietly begging the little girl, just behave a minute, just so mummy could get the shopping done and get home. Add another one on the way and all and you could tell because it was a hot day and she had a tight top on. I scanned the other women in the aisle. Ms Eccles Brown types of women pointing, whispering things under their breath. Young mum turns round quick, just for a moment, picks something up from the top shelf of the reduced aisle and the little and behind her picks up a bag of sweets. Mum turns back, loses her call and raises her voice. There's this stench of judgement lingering in the air. But to me, right, it's clear as anything. If you really look, she's embarrassed. <sighs> Poor woman's not a young and incapable mother. She's knackered and embarrassed. Embarrassed that she couldn't afford whatever it was the kids had just opened and started eating. But they don't see that, do they? They've already decided their version of her story. And people are often surprised that I don't have kids. Like it's a rule for someone like me. One of the women, right, from the supermarket came in again yesterday. She was in the coffee shop and I was just finishing my shift. She was chatting with her mate while her kids were climbing on the furniture. Claire asked her if she could tell her kids not to stand on the tables. She did not like that. She lost it. And said, there is no way... She was taking parenting advice from someone who waited tables. That's Prince fucking charming, ain't it? Claire just brushed it off and got on with it, but I went over to have a quiet word and she had a go at me and all. What gives you the right to tell me how to raise my kids? <laughs> how you raise them is your business, madam. I'd just appreciate if they kept their little converses on the floor where they belong. Oh, it is hard sometimes, Mum, I won't lie. I do think about maybe having kids one day. Of course, I've got to meet someone first. Oh, I didn't tell you about my ex. I was going to bring him to see you, but it didn't work out. We wanted different things. I'd like to meet someone, but it's hard, you know? When I'm not working, I'm either travelling to and from work or I'm in the flat or I come here and see you. <laughs> Where am I going to meet someone? <laughs> oh, I could get lucky, find a good-looking ticket inspector on the train, right? Reach out my Oyster card to tap his machine and our hands touch. Before you know it, I'm in a long white dress walking down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I don't know how you did it, Mum. You were so young. You must have been terrified. There are so many things I've wanted to ask you about. Maybe one day, eh? I don't really remember you, actually, Mum. I'm sorry, but 
is true. And there are photos, even a couple of videos that are in together, but I don't remember that much. Like, my foster mum told me loads about you, what you were like, how you looked after your mum when your dad had passed. That must have been hard. She said that you never really stood a chance. I often wondered if you'd thought about... You know... Not having me. Would have been the easiest thing. And that way you might... Still be around. If I hadn't... Been born. But you ain't... And I am. It's nice. Where I live. Mum. You wouldn't recognise the area. The old estate is gone. They patched the place up nice. Flat I live in now ain't much, but... It's mine. Or as close to belonging to me as it can be. Look, I don't know if you're looking down on me. Not sure I believe in any of that shit, but... If you are... I'd like to think you'd be chuffed to see how I was getting on. How I've handled myself. To know that you'd done something worthwhile with your life. No matter that you... Never got to see me grow up. Or... Guide me through parents' evenings. Though I'm pretty sure you'd have decked double-barrelled dickhead in an heartbeat. Look, let's get real, Mum. I ain't curing cancer anytime soon and... I can't see me inventing something that saves the planet, but I've made my own way. And that's got to count for something, ain't it? I'd like to think you'd have been proud... If Eccles Brown had been right. And I had had three kids. Be nice to have a large family, wouldn't it? I bought you some flowers. I don't know if you like tulips, but there's a photo I was given when you were holding me as a baby and there's a little jug to the side just full of tulips, so... Hope these are okay. Happy birthday, Mum. I'm really fucking proud of you. You say this is the end of the line. Didn't you know? Stacy was played by Aoife Smythe. The episode was written by Aoife Smythe and Mark Haywood and directed by Mark Haywood. Production and editorial support by Hetty Hodgson. Music by Daisy Chute and Carrie Ann from The Herd Collective. The episode was recorded at The Sound Company in London and edited by Pocket Blockbuster. The End of the Line is an Ink Jockey production. But this is not